Amen, 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 amen. Come on. Let's give God a real praise. Slap your neighbor and say, smile. We give him glory. You know, sometimes we got to tell our face what our heart is healing or feeling because we really like we're happy. Glory and praise. You think the angels are singing around and sitting around the throne of heaven like glory and praise. They're like, they're excited. They're like glory. Hosanna in the hallelujah. They're shouting. And I love being a part of a church that knows how to shout. I want to read the scripture. Y'all are ready. I want to read this. We've been talking about I'm not done. Somebody say it. And in Genesis chapter 14, verse 18, it says, Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine, which is Jesus and the Holy Spirit. He was the priest of God most high. He blessed him. Everybody say blessed. blessed. So now we're talking. We went from promises to blessings. And, and he says, Blessed be Abram of God most high. Everybody say elevation. elevation. That's what we talked about last week. Then he says, Possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand and he gave him a tithe of all. Holy Spirit, speak today. Lead us today. Guide us today. Direct us today. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would continue to do a good work and see it through to completion. And Lord, I thank you, God, Lord, that you are going to do a mighty work today in each and every one of our hearts, minds, and souls. And somebody today is going to finally put their foot down on some things they've been praying about. No more discussion. No more arguing. It's time to take possession. Holy Spirit, anoint me to preach your word. Land and submit. Holy Spirit, speak. For the Holy Spirit will have his way and his word will never return void in jesus name everybody who believed it said amen Amen. awesome you may be seated in the presence of god grab your bibles your notebooks uh, open them and write down genesis chapter 14 and go to joshua chapter 1 so in the Bible, the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 14, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua. So go to Joshua chapter 1. We're going to read verse 1 through 5. And I'm going to teach today about our second point about God's blessing. Because we've been doing a series, I'm Not Done, and we talked about the promises of God first in Genesis chapter 12. But how promises that God has spoken to us Some of them are promises that will be fulfilled at a specific time and date, his second coming. When Jesus came, he fulfilled 350 plus promises. So we call them prophecies. So God will speak a prophetic word and God will make some promises, but sometimes promises will have an expiration date on it. But blessings do not. So there's a blessing in Galatians chapter 3. We saw verse 14 and verse 29 that God says that Jesus died so that you could receive the promise and the blessing of Abraham. But yet there are a lot of believers who I, if I ask them and I have asked people, okay, Jesus died for what? Salvation. Okay. Jesus died so that you could receive the blessings of Abraham. What are they? And people don't know. 
And that, that's a big deal if you call yourself a Christian and you don't know why Jesus died. Amen? Amen? Okay. So we need to know. So the first one we talked about was elevation. God wants to elevate our life. He's calling us to the mountaintop. God has a new level of glory and God wants to call us into a new dimension. And, and God elevates our life when he comes into our life. My life is better because I have Jesus in it. Now, the second point is possession. Now, false humility and false doctrine will tell you, oh, no, you're not meant to possess. But really, yes, you're not meant to be possessed okay, or act possessed, right? Slap your neighbor and say, stop acting crazy. We're not meant to, we, we don't need to do that, we, we, but we are meant to possess. That's what he says. He teaches us that throughout all of Scripture. When Adam and Eve first got their first command, it was multiply, be fruitful, take, subdue the earth, and take dominion. He, he told them, this is yours. When he went to, he told Adam his first assignment before the fall. He said, go and name the animals. No, the animals aren't going to tell you. You're going to tell the animals. And the animals could speak. And so he, he was telling them. And he, he, he took authority and he took possession of what God gave him. And so, and we see it with Noah. Noah came out of the ark and he said, subdue it. Take dominion. In other words, take hold. So we're all, we need to take hold of our faith. That's what the New Testament tells us. Take hold of your faith, right? And work your faith. Work out your salvation. Take hold of what God has given you and work it out for your... So you have to, we have to see that God is calling us to this throughout all the Scripture. And, and I'm going to show you in Joshua chapter 1, and I'm going to juxtapose the two scriptures of Genesis 14 and Joshua chapter 1, and we're going to see how God joins the harmony of these two scriptures for us to understand what possession really looks like. Because God is calling us to be possessors of the earth. I'm talking about, we're not talking about spiritual right now, I'm talking about physical. This isn't even a real pumpkin. And, uh, sorry, I'm not allowed to mess with my wife's decorations. <laughs> Say, hey, 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 you. <laughs> That I'm not allowed to possess. <laughs> that is my wife's. So you're, 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 you have to because God's call, The only person the Bible talks about as a wanderer, homeless, is the devil. He's the only one that the Bible refers to as a wanderer. You're not meant to wander. God cannot bless a wanderer. Now, I, I am going to talk about being planted here in a minute, but don't mistake... Uh, uh, um, moving with the Lord and moving with my feelings. We'll go there in a minute because sometimes God will call you to new places, new dimensions, new, new, new families, new groups, new people, new for healthy, good. So some of you came to this church because you wanted something a little more uh, out of your church. And so you came from another church. You did it correctly and the, with the right heart and the leading of the Holy Spirit. But I'm going to talk about the other part of that. So if you have a check in your heart that you didn't leave the right way, maybe today is going to be a day where you make things right. So I'm just going to submit that to you. That's not my call to make. But when you look at Joshua chapter 1 and we're called to possess, it says this in verse 1. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to, good, we're all with me today, the son of none, Moses' assistant, underline that. <laughs> this was Moses' assistant. Did you know that they had commanders, generals, and elders? Oh, hear me. They had commanders and generals. And, I mean, talking about some older, wiser people. And, and it was, this was the assistant to the regional manager. Okay? 
He wasn't even assistant manager. He was, he was just an assistant. He's Moses' little foot boy where he just, the gopher, just go get that, go get this. And that's all Joshua was. I need to speak to somebody who feels like God's only going to call you if you got the right title or if you got the right position or if you got the right qualification. And God is saying, I don't need you to be Moses. I just need you to be around the right people. Oh, oh I didn't even preach this at first. But do you hear that? How Joshua positioned himself with the Lord to be around the right people so that, no, I didn't have a title before. But I was around the right people and God said, oh, I want to use him. I want to use them. It gets yourself around the right people rather than worrying about the right title. And so God will put you to be discipled by Moses. And Moses disciples Joshua. And Joshua, the assistant, gets called because God doesn't want to call somebody who already feels qualified for the position. God wants to, I'm, I need to pray. Who am I preaching to? God wants to call to somebody who says, oh, no, no. God, how many have ever said, God, I'm not worthy? God, I don't even think I can set foot in a church. God, do you know? Oh, I, 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 no, no, no. Don't, don't love me, people. Don't hug me. Do you know how sinful I am? That's what Paul continues to say. I'm, a, I'm the worst. I'm a wretched sinner. That's what qualified Paul to be the best because he continued to say, oh, and not in a false humility. Every time somebody he say, yeah, I'm used of the Lord. Yeah, I'm great. God's going to use me in a great way. But at the same time, Paul said, but y'all to know I'm jacked up. Joshua, Joshua didn't even have to say it. Everybody knew he was too young. Joshua was already insecure. Can I talk to somebody who's got insecurities? And God's trying to call you to another dimension, but your securities have held you to the old title you used. You, you, you got another level of glory with God. But you've been satisfied with being the assistant when you're meant to lead. Did you say, I'm done at assistant? Was that high enough for you? Did, did you say, I'm done with secure, when your insecurities hit you? And somebody challenges you in your insecurities. Did you say, I'm done? I, I, we need to see people start taking steps of faith and start moving and climbing this mountain to say, okay, God, you called me to do something greater. I'm going to show you something interesting. It says in verse two, it says, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people to the land, which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Just making it clear, you. And he says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given it to you. And then he says this, from the, from the wilderness, here all the land. And this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the Hittites land, and the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. Somebody say, take territory. Take territory. Then th hear this, verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Amen. When you're a guest, you have no authority. Right. Hear me. When you're a guest, you have no authority. When it's yours, you have power. Amen. You have authority over something you own. If you're just a guest and an orphan, and I'm going to deal with an orphan spirit today. When you're an orphan and you don't feel like you're worthy and you keep denying and you just beg for scraps from God instead of say, this is mine because it's my father in heaven. And when you, when you operate in the right level of authority, you'll start saying nobody can stand before me because I know who stands with me. 
So then he says this. He says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with I like this part right here. Can I preach for just a second? I, I like that because normally what we hear when God calls us is we hear, oh, I'm calling you. Let's just relate it to, because a preacher, every, every nail, right? I'm a ham, uh, everything. I just see it through church stuff, right? So I, I'm seeing this and I see even in church stuff how like, oh, I'm calling you to build a church. Well, that's how Elevation did it. Well, that's how T.D. Jakes did it. That's how Joel Osteen did it. And, and, he go, and, and we, see, we think we need to go, oh, well, then we need to have service like that. And oh, well, then we need to have ministries like that. Oh, well, then we ought to have, oh, they, they have women's and men's and children's. So we ought to have women's. We ought to have, and God says, no, no, no. I don't want you to do what Moses did. I will be with you like I was with Moses. I don't need another Moses. Moses wandered in the wilderness. If you want what you got at your old church, you came to the wrong place because God wants to do a new thing with a new man and a new woman and a new authority and a new power and a new anointing. God's not looking for a replication. He doesn't need you to be another same old, same old, just like everybody else. You are unique. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And, and look at, but we got to think about this. This is difficult because we're preaching this, but, but we're not understanding fully what Joshua dealt with. This is Moses. I wish I had a staff. I'm going to grab a microphone stand. Am I allowed to grab one? I'll take this off. Moses had a, Josh is like taking a deep breath. Moses had a staff and Moses staff wrapped a snake around it said look at the staff and you'll be healed Moses had a staff and he walked up to the top and he said hey part Red Sea and the Red Sea parted and all of a sudden the sea is oh the sea is open Moses walked up and he took this staff and he hit the rock with it he hit the rock with it and he bam and water came out of the rock and look he's just up there man this guy's got like one of those cool looking stuff and he's walking everywhere I imagine Moses like this I don't know about you but I'm taking some liberty and I, I imagine Moses walking everywhere see and then he would lay it down and turn into a snake he did all kinds of stuff and Joshua doesn't even have a stick he's stickless I'm going to stop there. But he has, he has this, I mean, gosh, look at Moses. He's got all the power. And, and Joshua's like, I was an assistant. All I've done is climbed a tree. <laughs> this is all Joshua's resume. And in fact, Moses was the one who stood up on top of the mountain while Joshua thought he was winning the war. And Moses held his hands up. And as long as he held the rod and as long as he held his hand, the whole battle was the Lord's. If Moses started to put his... Jo- Joshua what knew that Moses had the power. Moses would come down from the mountain glowing from God. Oh, are we looking to just replicate what the leadership used to be like? What God used to do in the good old days. What God church used to be like. Because all this, if we want that, those miracles, we'll wander in the wilderness for miracles the whole time. But if we want to follow something different and allow ourselves to give ourselves permission for God to call a Joshua. To step up and do something. I don't even need a stick. I just need God with me. Because God, if he's with me, we can do anything. Amen. So... If I have two landings, I, the one of you is not needed. That's why we have a dug in a landing. That's why we have a lot. That's why we have team members. And as God builds the team, so will he build the ministry. You don't build the ministry without the team. You build the team first and ministry follows. 
So God says, Joshua, I need you part of the team. And Joshua gets called into another dimension. And then he says, Joshua, I want to give you the land. Can I talk about the land for a little bit? He says, I want to give you the land because it's so important to take possession. It's so important to have land. Look, they're printing money. Y'all ever heard that before? They're printing a lot of money. They're not making more land. And I'm talking very naturally right now because the Lord always relates us to seed and sheep. And so he says, hey, I I need you to have land because if you have a lot of seed and no soil, you have nothing to do. I know a lot of people who love to have a lot. Of, they, they spend a lot of time with the word. They got, a lot of, they got a lot of seed. They got a lot to give and nowhere to give it because they have no soil. And, and, and God has called us to be sheep. And yet we're, we're sheep and we only have a little patch instead of a whole pasture. And we're talking about, I don't need a church. I got my patch at home. And God's saying, you weren't meant to live in that little, small, tiny dimension. And you were meant to go and expand. I, I called you to a pasture. I, I see church like that. I, I see church like that. Every time I come to church, I see church as a place to sow and grow. I see church like that. I see bridge church like that. It's a place to sow and it's a place to grow. I, I need a pasture. I need soil. I, I need to be able to graze so I can grow. I, I need the soil so I can sow. I need those opportunities in my life. But if God's calling us to be planted and God's calling us to get into a place of pasture, then we got to stay planted. we got to stay put. Because what happens in this, with the super spiritual, with the super saved people, is all of a sudden the seasons begin to change. And they just say, well, preacher, I just uh, feel the season changing me. I feel like we're called to another church. I'm like, no, no, seasons aren't helped to make you go. Seasons are made to help you grow. And seasons will test you and challenge you and change you and transform. They're going to train. A tree is going to lose its leaf, but it's going to come back stronger because the test of winter will produce greater fruit in spring. But you have to stay planted. The the lie of the enemy is if I uproot because I choose, and again, not because God, but if I choose to uproot and go just plant to a new place, new city, new marriage, new home, new friendships, new business, new boss, because I don't like that one anymore because you didn't like the one six months before that, but you just keep moving around. And God's saying, look, if you don't stay planted, I can't bless you because God cannot bless a wanderer. The critical piece of your Ability to thrive is consistency. I want you to write that down. Your ability to consistently or to thrive is your consistency. You have to be consistent. How, how do you grow? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Well, that means you got to be in the house of God or hearing the word of God a lot of times. And you got to be consistent in your walk. And you got to continue to get, you got to get saturated and fed. You got to be at the pasture. You got to be in the soil. And you got to let God do this because God, look, I'm tell, sometimes we get worried about the seasons that come and go. And I just don't know if I can handle winter. I don't know if I can handle this kind of boss. I don't know if I can handle this kind of church. I don't know if I can handle this kind of, and God, we're being challenged and stretched and pulled and we're being tested and put to the test. And God is saying, look, the work is much easier than the worry. If you'll put in the work, the worry will fade, but you want to worry more than you you work. And a lot of people want to bring their worry to me and let me do the work for them. 
and they're, they're, they just want to continue to worry. Why don't you do this? And I need this and I want that. And I, okay, good. Put in the work, do your own work, read your Bible at home, pray at home. Don't ask me for something else. Raise your hands at church, clap at church, sing at church, worship at church. We, I, I, I will never answer a request from a congregant who's not fully engaged. Never. Because I want to see, are you serious? Show, don't, don't say it. Show me. Because God's saying, look, you got you to have consistency. And you got to be able to stay in this place where I can grow. Because what the enemy will do is he'll trick you. And since you're already self-deceived, you'll believe a deceit. So what you believe is, if I take this and I plant it over here, then I'll just keep growing. But the problem is, I just ripped out a bunch of roots. So now I'm going to lose some roots. Some roots are going to shrink. Some are going to die. When I plant them in a different soil, some are going to die because it's different soil. And then it's going to take time to adjust. So then all of a sudden, listen, all of a sudden you're going to plant it at a new place, new job, new relationship, new what, whatever. You plant it, and, and there's going to be growth because you're regrowing those branches, and you're regrowing the dead stuff, and you're, regrow- and you're starting to grow. Back. But the, the problem is you think you're making progress, but regrowth is not new growth. And we have a lot of people who think that their regrowth is what's, and they're like, no, God's with me. No, God's for me. No, I'm growing. No, I'm growing. No, you haven't. You haven't gotten past the place where you first left, and you got to qu- go back to where you threw in the towel and said, I'm done, and you pulled up, and you unplanted, and you left what God told you to stay in. And God is saying new growth is different from regrowth. And you will grow in a healthy manner when you stop worrying about the seasons and you start putting in the work through the season. God's saying, get planted. You need it. And then what does he tell Joshua? He says, I'm going to give you the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. And then he says, every place, Joshua, you can come up now. Every place, because I'm just going to preach on this, and if he hits that organ every once in a while, I'm just going to preach good. <laughs> but I, uh, when, when, when you hear this, he, he says, everywhere you set your foot, and in fact, he says the sole of your foot. He, that means wherever I put my foot, God will give me. Wherever I put my foot down, God will give me. Wherever I take, God will give it to me. Wherever I walk, God will give it to me. Wherever I put in the work, two people said it. Wherever I put in the work, God will give it to me. Our brand of Christianity has taught us for the last few decades, Oh, Lord, if it's your will to give it to me, I'll take it. And God's like, well, of course, I usually have pretty good gifts. How about you grow a backbone and be a man, Joshua, and everywhere you set your foot, I'll give it to you. Everywhere you put in the work, Joshua, I'll give it to you. Everywhere you step out in faith, Joshua, I'll give it to you. Oh, let me preach for a second. Right here, I I, I made a mess, and we're going to have to redo the carpet at the beginning of the year, but we have this oil mess, and I poured anointing oil all over the guys made a, our executive is like cringing, like what kind of messes does this guy cost us? And I, and, and we, we made this mess, but I, have y'all seen the footprints? We've shampooed this carpet three times. 
The footprints are still there. God says, Joshua, wherever I see your footprint, I'm going to give it to you. Wherever you're walking in my anointing and you're walking in flow with me and in the anointing with me and in agreement with me. Oh, oh, uh, instead of saying, God, if you want to heal him of cancer, we'll take it. No, no. God, heal him of cancer. God, put the marriage back together. God, bring my prodigal son back home. God, bring him to life. God, restore our nation. God, bring our state back to you. God, help us get on fire for Jesus. God, I want Flagstaff. I want Arizona. I want the United States. I want Nepal. I want Turkey. I want to put my foot down. Woo! I'm tired of trying to train up Christians who don't know how to live for Jesus. And every time the enemy comes with a new season and an attack on us, we're like, well, it must be the Lord. Oh, the devil is a liar. Uh, No, I didn't sow division. I didn't sow frustration. How many are just fed up with frustration right now? I I didn't know. I'm done. See, See, some of you, the enemy has been force feeding you and telling you you deserve it. You know, you, 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 you sin, you're shameful. No, and he's force feeding us fruit. We never sowed. And, and, and whew, you need to tell the devil, you take back what you're trying to feed me. Cause I did not sow this and I'm not going to reap it. Sit down, sit down. Are y'all going to make me just get crazy up in here? I'm just, I'm just talking to you. Just talking. But God God is trying to get us into a place of agreement. Because you can't take possession if you're not in agreement. Remember, he won't bless a wanderer. There are a lot of people out there like, I don't need to belong to a body of Christ, to a church. I belong to the whole body. Bull crap. You need to be a part of a tribe. You need a shepherd. You need a pasture. You need soil. You, some people, that's what we got. We're, we're, we're emotionally and spiritually orphaned. And we got all love to give, but nowhere to give it. We got all, we got all kinds of stuff to give and, and nowhere to put it. We got all kinds of hunger and nowhere to grow. And God is saying, if you'll just put your flesh down and you'll get into it, Matthew chapter 18, 18 verse 19 and 20, old King James Version. Not, yeah, not in red. Again, I say unto you that if two, is there more than two? Can I get more than two that are in agreement? I, are we in agreement? If two of you, I, I'd like three. I'd like more. Yeah, I'd like more. But if you can only get two, I love how Jesus gives us an opt out. He's like, I know you like to argue. I know you like to disagree. I know you like to just sit here and nitpick each other. But if you can at least find one other person just to get in agreement with heaven, if you do it and you touch anything, I'll give it to you. Because we we love to quote this verse, oh, if we just come into agreement and we pray, it shall be done. No, no, the Greek word for touch means to lay hold of. 
Oh, hallelujah. The, the, it means to sit there and say, oh, COVID said the numbers are rising. Somebody put me in the hospital. I'm going to pray for everybody. I'm going to pray for people who come to church, people who are sick. I, I, put, put me where, where they say it can't be. I'll come into agreement. Let me lay hands on the leper like Jesus. Let me go ahead. Somebody needs to touch something. Oh, come on. Isn't that what God did for us? Through, through the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son, they came into agreement, and then all of a sudden, Jesus touched our life, and the Holy Spirit sat upon each and every one of them. It's, this is a touch. We're living in a touchless society when we're supposed to be touching everything. Well, we want to swipe every time, but we don't want to touch. I want to lay hands on buildings and properties and people and say, hey, God, that's God's. That's God's. That's, are we in agreement? That's God's. Uh, Flagstaff, that's God's. We, why are we waiting? We're wait- well, Lord, if you just want to do something cool in Flagstaff, we'll take it. Bull. God, you called us to do something great. In I, it's ours. I want, we, you need to lay hands on your business. You get a couple people in agreement and say, God, I command it to come into my possession. Lord, my family, I command them to come into my possession. I command it to come into existence. And I'm going to do the work. Somebody say, do the work. Not the worry. I don't need to worry. Worry means I'm an orphan still. Orphans beg sons and daughters command what have you been begging for you should be declaring there's a certain level of authority we'll get to there next week but we're getting to a place where we need to take possession of some areas God has been sitting in heaven and he's been saying I sent my Holy Spirit what are you waiting for why is it he's like hey I do want to come back but I said everybody would hear the gospel and come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ before I came back and we're waiting on God and God is sitting there saying guys I would love to come back and be together in heaven but you got to do your work you got to put in the work you got to put in the work you got to put in the work and set your feet i'm looking at miss goldberg over here we grew up in houses similar and now all of us did like i'm looking at some people who had like authoritative houses you know what i'm talking about and 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 like dad was what dad said it dangerous back up because dad's right or mama when you hear the of the bell, <laughs> who, anybody else? Okay, am I the only one who grew up with correction? <laughs> but praise the Lord, somebody needs to for a couple kids so they know the same sound. But we have the, it's the sound of freedom. Uh, we have we have to understand that my father, like he, he would always he'd do this every once in a while. You know, you'd hear that phrase, right? It's a, like there'd be a discussion or an argument or. Whatever's going on. We're going here. I want to go here. I want to go there. I want to do that. And my father said, that's it. I'm putting my. Why? Because that was the final say. Somebody needs to decide and man up and put your foot down on addiction and put your foot down on your issues and your shame and your sin. Put your foot down on it. Put your foot down on your doubt. Put your foot down on your insecurities. Put your foot down on your fear. Step on it and say, God, I'm called to create. I'm called to put my foot down. Are you clapping, Tommy? Come on, man, right? That's what I'm saying. I can pick on my brother. But you have, you, we have to, oh, stop acting like, this isn't a game. And this isn't an emotional hype. 
This is serious kingdom principles. We're, we're training. Oh, I'm a, can I preach a little bit further? We're preaching people. Okay, hey, come to church. Let's worship Jesus. And let's all thank the Lord. And we come in here and we, oh, even a preacher, maybe you go into an excited church where they're like, yeah, let's get all excited. Oh, we're in agreement. We're going to change the world. The hard part is you're okay with being in a place of agreement, but the area you've got to take, there is no agreement with you. You have to come into agreement here so I can prepare you for when you leave and you get in your car, in your job, in your home. You go back to the spouse that doesn't want to go to church and you get back in there and where there is disagreement. Because see, what he was saying is the Hittites are there, the Canaanites are there, the Jebusites are there, the Jericho's there. And he was saying, you're, you're receiving a download right now in a place of agreement. But the area you have to take, there is no agreement. You have to step into a greater level of authority, Joshua. Square your shoulders back. Grow a spine and say, you know what? Okay, God, I'm not here to just watch everybody own everything. I'm not a guest in this house. I own this territory. This is my school, my city, my town. Come on. Next time somebody starts asking, acting squirrely with you and trying to come up on you, and be a, uh, just get after, you know, whatever they want to, when, when next time they get a little crazy with you, just like, do you know who I am? <laughs> this is my city. Start making them think like you own, like you're, you're like, you're some huge, this is my state. Do you understand who this is? This is, this belongs to me. I think you're, you're, you don't understand who you're talking to because the Gergeshites were the first ones that they had to get rid of when they first came in and they were walking through the wilderness going to the promised land. And the Gergeshites, the Bible only mentions them twice. And it's because they were so cowardly. Because all the children of Israel needed to say is, this is our land, and they went running. And I'm telling somebody today, the enemy has got you so quiet in your own home and with your own friends and in your own land and your own city in your own state and he's telling you don't say that the climate's a little too turmoil don't don't speak up about jesus right now there's a lot of tension out there no oh no no no, no. this is my, you're mistaken i need to put my foot down the discussion is over. That's why the Bible says my weapons are not carnal, but they are powerful for the pulling down of strongholds and the casting down of arguments. So everybody who wants to discuss with you whether or not you own, you need to go ahead and serve notice. Put the pink slip on their door and say, your eviction has come. Bye-bye. And let them go. Because God's calling us into another dimension of authority, but we've been walking and we've been we've been we, we've been uh, wanting to be pacified, and we've been this orphan spirit. And where where did you give up and say I'm done? And God's saying I called you. You're letting them own what I called, what I created for you to take. And God's saying, No, I need you to take it, and I'll give it to you. Can you feel what God is saying today? Amen. Let's give the Lord a praise. I honestly could keep preaching all day, but, but I, feel, I feel like we, we, we're settling on a point right here that the Holy Spirit is saying, okay, who, who are we going to come into agreement with? Who, what, what are we going to? First, you have to come into agreement with him. 
Some of us can't come into agreement because we haven't agreed with ourselves first. You still have a war up here. And you need to silence that war. And then when you can come into agreement with yourself, then you can come into agreement with other people. There's some things you have been in conflict over that God is not waiting, right, for something external factor to come in and fix. God is saying, I'm waiting for you to come into agreement with my word over you. And after you come into agreement with that, no wonder you have a hard time making friends. Spiritual friends, good friends, healthy friends. Because you, you can't come into agreement with God. If you come into agreement, full agreement with God, I can make Christian, believer, faith-filled, friend, grace-filled friends all day long. Because I don't. all I need to do is see them in their eyes. When I see you in this church and I see that the Lord has touched your life, I know we're in agreement. I'm like, we're a friend. You're my friend. You're my friend. You're my friend. Because God has brought us together. And what the Lord has brought together, let no man tear asunder. And we got to come into agreement. And say, God, you brought us together. There's power. To, we're better at the bridge. I preached an agreement a couple nights ago on a Wednesday night. We are better than you, and we know it. Explain it, my wife said. Right here, we are better than you by yourself. When you come into agreement, there's strength. There's power. And God will never give possession to those who are not in agreement. Oh, oh, I want you, I almost want to make you raise your hand if you've ever prayed for unity in Flagstaff. But I won't. Keep your hand down. Because you know what? I, I guarantee almost this whole audience would say, I've been praying for unity in Flagstaff for years. And guess what? God is saying, I can't give you what you're not in agreement with. But if you can come into agreement, I can pour out a blessing. I can pour out possession. I can give you the whole city. I can give you NAU. I can give you CCC. I can give you Northern Arizona. I can give you the rest. I can give you everywhere, everywhere you set the soles of your feet. That's where I'll give you. Woo, hallelujah. I'm going to take a walk. Back here to the lobby. I, I, it makes me think of where I've been walking. If I can preach just a little bit long. I, it makes me think, where have I been setting my, where, where do I put my foot down? What do I put, do I put my foot down for things that don't matter in the scope of eternity? Do I get like, that's it. We're going to Chili's. I don't want to hear another word. And we'll put our foot down over the stupidest things. But when it comes to the freedom over our own home, God is saying, come on. If you'll just put your foot down, I'll give you your home. If you'll just put your foot down, if you'll just, if you'll grow a backbone, Joshua, and set your foot, I'll give you the whole land. I'll give it to you. Oh, somebody. We're going to find victory today. We're going to find agreement today. And we're going to find a place where all of a sudden, all of a sudden we start seeing our own footprints in each other's foot. And, we're, and when we, we're going to identify the land we own by the footprints that have been there. Where have you been? Where have you been praying? Where have you been worshiping? This sanctuary is full of footprints because we've been praying and we've been worshiping and we've been pacing and we've been here. Lord, give it to us. Give it to us. There are footprints around your home that you didn't make because we were praying for you. And God said, look, if you put your footprint, I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll, by your faith, I'll change your life. And God keeps saying this to me. And I, I need it to keep reiterating in all of our hearts. Where have you been walking? Are we having to get you saved every Sunday? 
because you've been walking in all the wrong doors? Or are we walking in the right place of authority where God is calling us to say, hey, I'm walking where, where Jesus is calling me to walk, in the anointing, in the flow of the Holy Spirit. And, and we, we've got enough spiritually immature Christians that we got to get them saved every week. And we got to rededicate them every week. And we got to build them up every week. Can we, can we go beyond the foundation and say, Lord, you're calling us to build and grow and take something? And we need a group of mature believers who are not still wearing diapers, needing to be wiped every week. And we need to come in and say, hey, I'm saved. I'm sanctified, set free. I am redeemed of the Lord. And I know who I am in Christ. I want to take territory. I want to set my feet. I don't need, Pastor, you don't need to preach about me getting saved today. Oh, I'm with the Lord all Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I came here to celebrate with you. I came here to get into agreement with you and say, God, I'm doing this. I'm doing, I'm coming into agreement. I'm coming into agreement. I'm coming into agreement with who you are and where you've called me and who you've called me to. Oh, let's stand. Let's do that. Let's close. It's a good point to close on. I, I, the Holy Spirit has given us an opportunity to grow, an, an opportunity to take possession. You have been asking for something he gave you already. And it's like having a present delivered to your front door and not knowing it. You got to open the door, hon. You, you got to step outside and say, oh, God already did it. Oh, God already gave me authority. God already gave me permission. God already said all I need to do. He said that he, the, by the blood of the lamb, by, by what he did on the cross, there is healing. Now there is the miraculous, the powerful, the wonderful. We don't need to ask and wait, hopefully. No, no. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be delivered in the name of Jesus. Be set free and strengthened and discipled in the name of Jesus. He already paid the price. We've already got it. What you need to do is operate as a son and a daughter and say, I want my money. <laughs> I want, I want. Come on, talk to him like you talked. Like I have that comfort level with my dad. Dad, I need money. Like a lot of it. A lot. I have so many overdraft fees. Please help me out. Right? Y'all have been there. I've been there. And, but I, I have that come with my earthly father. I need to have that. I, God, Amen. I have dug a hole. <laughs> Lord, help me out. And Lord, it's mine. I'm not coming. I don't beg. Lord, I need it. 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 God, give it to me. God, give it to me. God, give it to me. Whatever it is, we need to speak it and come into agreement. And when you can find another brother and sister in Christ that you can link arm in arm with and lay hold of anything. Get, it, get that in your spirit. Lay hold of anything. Somebody say it. Lay hold. Lay hold of anything. You got somebody acting crazy in your life? Whew. Lay hold of them and say, hey, be delivered in the name of Jesus. You belong to, you are God's. You got, you got some area not functioning how it should be? You lay hold of it. And let the Holy Spirit guide you in this. I want to pray with you. Let's bow your heads and close your eyes. Lord, in Jesus' name. Oh, come on, pray, saints. From the front to the back, online, right to left. Begin to say, Lord, where did I give up? Did I give up, God, when I felt unqualified? Did I give up, God, when you told me to stay planted and I uprooted? God, did I, where did I give up? Where did I throw in the towel? Where did I say I don't want to grow? Where did I let the seasons take me instead of being rooted? Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray right now, reveal to us, God, where we said I'm done. 
so we can go back to the point, Lord, where you can restore our faith. And Lord, we thank you, God, that you are restoring faith and hope and love and joy and peace, grace in somebody's life. And Lord, we thank you, God, for what you have done and what you are going to do. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I I want to see if there's anybody in here who wants to allow the Lord to take possession of your heart and eternity. You've been running from God. You maybe want to rededicate your life to the Lord. If that's you with nobody looking around and you want to give your life to Jesus today, I mean, you want to give, you want to surrender today. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that's when salvation comes. If that's you, with nobody looking around, I want you to raise your hand right now. Thank you for the hand. Shoot, keep them up, keep them up, keep them up. Thank you for the hand shooting up all over this place and online. Now listen, as your hand is raised and your heart's open, your eyes are closed, heads bowed, in reverence of the Holy Spirit, when you pray this prayer today, you are saved, sanctified, set free, filled with the Holy Spirit. And God is saying from this point on, life is different. So this fresh surrender is going to be a sweet embrace. And so now, right now, I want everybody under the sound of my voice to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I receive you now. As my Lord, as my Savior, as my Heavenly Father, I am forever yours, and I am saved. In Jesus' name, everybody shout it. Amen. Amen. Don't miss out. Be here next week. I know COVID cases are rising. We're not closing the doors. Uh, and I, and I, and I, that, hold on, hold no, no, I don't want to clap for that or an amen. I don't want that. I want you to simply understand I'm following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Okay. For those online, I totally 100% love and respect you for not being able to be here. God needs to lead you just like he leads me, just like he leads all of us. I have respect and understanding and compassion for everybody wherever you may be. We are going to continue to operate as the Holy Spirit guides us. And the Holy Spirit is saying, you're not closing your doors. So we're not going to do that. We're going to leave it open and keep streaming. So now we can celebrate because we're going to all be together every Sunday. Amen. Amen. Let's celebrate God's word. Amen. Yes. Thank the Lord for his word. It's so important, you know, just even talking about agreement, you know, when, when you put worship music on in your car, you don't just listen to it. What do you need to do? Worship. You need to sing out the words yourself yeah. because it make it makes you change your mind. It makes you change the condition of your flesh. It makes you get your spirit. It makes you say, once you start saying it Amen. and you're listening to the words that you're saying. Yes. So what you need to commit to do when I say give it up for the word, I, I really mean it. I want you to get yourself in agreement, in alignment with yeah. God. Thank you for your transformative yes. word. Amen. Yes. Thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is alive and it's living in me. Thank you that your word is always available to me. We are blessed. Amen. 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 Well, let's uh, declare this together and get ready for another amazing week. Let's believe. Let's come into agreement with what we're saying. Amen. Amen. 
I am a bridge builder. This is my season of favor. I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for it. I am a carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself and others. I will live out his gospel. I am blessed to live my best because I am a bridge builder. Amen. Well, make sure you hug somebody before you leave or give them an elbow bump or high five. And we'll see you on Tuesday. We are so glad that you joined us today. If you made a spiritual decision today, whether that be dedicating your life to Christ for the first time or rededicating your life to Christ, email us at info at wearebridge.church and let us know you made that spiritual decision. Also, if you are joining our Bridge Church online family for the very first time, we have a special gift for you. Email us at info at wearebridge.church to share some information so we can get that gift out to you. We're so happy that you joined us today and we can't wait to see you soon. Make sure to stay connected because we are so much better together.